the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, January the 11th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On January 11th, 1908, President Theodore Roosevelt proclaimed the Grand Canyon National Monument. It later became a national park in 1919. Today, in 1913, the first enclosed sedan-type automobile, it was a Hudson. It went on display at the 13th National Automobile Show in New York. People liked it. I like it. Enclosed cars are better than not enclosed cars. And they knew that immediately when they saw the Hudson. Today, in 1935, aviator Amelia Earhart began her uh, 18-hour trip from Honolulu to Oakland, California. That made her the first person to fly solo across any part of the Pacific Ocean. Today, in 1989, nine days before leaving the White House, President Ronald Reagan bid the nation farewell in a primetime address. He said of his eight years in office, quote, we meant to change a nation, and instead we changed a world. It's sad that today we have people claiming that their primary goal, they're in leadership, their primary goal is change and progress. Their change is disastrous, and their progress is an illusion. Reagan knew what real progress and real change was all about. It was for the better. It was for the good. It wasn't to push some kind of an an agenda that steals the wealth of the people and transfers it against their will. It wasn't the kind of Leadership that leads a nation off the cliff almost on every front. Today in 2020, health authorities in the central Chinese city of Wuhan, we're not supposed to say that word anymore, as you probably know, particularly in uh, in conjunction with um, coronavirus. But nonetheless, today in 2020, Health authorities in the central Chinese city of Wuhan reported the first death from what had been identified as a new type of coronavirus. The patient was a 60-61-year-old man, and he had been frequenting a local food market. So they immediately said the food market was the problem. We later learned, as science spoke, at least some science spoke, it, it really probably wasn't the meat market. It was probably fiddling around in the Wuhan laboratory. And it was a cover-up. Commercial airline flights in the United States were grounded this morning due to a mass system failure. The Federal Aviation Administration has been on Twitter the last few hours. The FAA said it experienced a computer outage and was working to fix the problem. This is different than the problem that Southwest Airlines had here a while back over the Christmas uh, holiday. 
No further details immediately were on the, uh, were available on the exact nature of the problem. The FAA, FAA didn't know what was wrong. They were trying to figure it out. That was earlier this morning. At around 6.30 Eastern time this morning, there were an estimated 760 flights within, into, or out of the U.S. delayed, according to an online flight tracker. Um, most delays were concentrated along the East Coast, but the FAA reported that they were beginning to spread west over the last couple of hours. Passengers outside the country were also left stranded as they awaited further news on the travel interruption, which caused mass cancellations. Planes were sitting on tarmacs all over the place as clearance was initially held back for inbound U.S. flights. This is the first time anything like this has taken place since 9-11. The FAA finally uh, issued an update on social media. They've been issuing them all morning. They finally issued one just about an hour ago, and it says normal air traffic operations are resuming gradually across the U.S. following an overnight outage uh, to the notice to the air mission system. The ground stop has been lifted. We continue to look into the cause of the initial problem. So as of that post on social media about an hour ago, they still didn't know what, why it happened and why their system failed. It seems to me that more and more of our systems are failing, and I'm wondering if it isn't just if it isn't pretty much responsible um, to our leadership that is so they're so preoccupied with things like transgenderism. I mean, they really are, and, and they're just absorbed with this these kinds of things. And we have our 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 major institutions, the the foundations, as the psalmist writes. The foundations are being destroyed, and the systems in our country that have served us so well as we've prospered and been blessed are failing. In fact, there's one headline in a conservative news organization, in fact, Breitbart, it says, America in decline. And they go on to talk about that in conjunction with this issue with the airlines again this morning. That is apparently solved, but they still don't know why it happened. I mean, is somebody from the outside filling with our systems? I don't know. Are they hacking into our systems? I don't know. Neither do, does the FAA, FAA, FAA. But we do know there was a problem, and the planes were grounded all over the place, and people's lives, of course, were upset. There's an interesting verse and it seems to be in isolation. There is more said about these folks in the Bible, but there is a verse in First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse thirty-two, that I want to share with you today. And I think it's it relates to what I want to talk to you a little bit about today. This verse, First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse thirty-two, says, "And of the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times." to know what Israel ought to do. The heads of them were 200, and all their brethren were at their commandment. Uh, there's not a lot that we know about Issachar. I mean, there is some, and I'm not going to get into that today, although it is interesting. It is to me, at least. I don't know. Maybe some would find it boring, but it's kind of interesting to me. I, they, their numbers grew uh, significantly in Numbers chapter 1, verse 29, the the census there uh, says that there were fifty four thousand four hundred of them, and by the time of the second census, it had 
increased to 64,400. That's in Numbers chapter 20, 26, 20, uh, verse 25. And during the, the reign of King David, Issachar's mighty men numbered 87,000. That's in First Chronicles 7, 5. But beyond the numbers and some of the things about them and, and the, the lineage, there's not a whole lot known about them. But the one thing the Bible kind of defines them uh, with is that they understood the t- their times, and they translated that into knowing what Israel ought to do. And I think there is a connection there to us today in the sense that I believe God is calling his people and speaking to the hearts of people to be informed and to understand the times. And we can't understand the times if we look at them merely through a, a political lens or through a secular progressive lens. And I'm talking to those particularly on the religious, so-called religious left. So many people that I know, that Marjorie and I have known over the years, and they love the Lord and they they raised their families in evangelical churches and we've had contact with them and friendships with them and so on. And now I see them on the one hand claiming to be followers of Jesus Christ. On the other hand, I see them buying into this whole leftist agenda that is not only destroying America, and it is, but it's destroying people's lives before our eyes. You drive through the cities where you see tents for miles long down the streets of Seattle and Portland and and many cities across the United States, in fact, most cities. And you wonder to yourself, and, and so you look at that and you somehow detach it from leadership, but you can't because leadership today doesn't know what they ought to do because they don't seek God in those matters. They simply go with their political agenda. And that's why we are where we are today. And to the degree that we can understand what's happening in the light of God's word and God's truth, that is the truth, we can better engage in our culture, for the kingdom of God, and for our own benefit as well, and our own blessing. But we live in a day where the the truth of God is denied, even attacked, while they keep claiming to come up with answers to the problems that their ungodliness has created. So I'm not claiming to be a man of Issachar, but even I can see see that. But there's so many today that just keep they keep electing people who keep doing the same thing and destroying the nation. And they and, and the these people are on the one hand claiming to serve God, and I mean our president is one of them. And on the other hand, they just keep putting in place policies and agendas that are destructive. And so people get fed up with it and they say, Well, we're gonna we're gonna get new leadership. So they get someone else who believes the same thing. And the same results happen. And that's why we are in this kind of a quagmire today. And that's what we we try to do on this program is to turn on some light, not on what I know, but on what God says in regards to what's happening in the culture. Because I will tell you with certainty, 100% certainty, God is in control. And these people are actors out there, whether the, whether it's Ronald Reagan who was an actor, but they're actors on the stage of of life and culture. Whether it's Ronald Reagan, whom I highly admire and still do, or whether it's Joe Biden, whom I don't admire, but I do pray for him. 
He is very lost and often confused. And yet he is leading, supposedly leading, the most blessed, the most powerful, the most influential, and the richest nation on the planet. And yet some people who love America, news people, conservatives, are saying this morning, the biggest headline they put out, America is in decline. And we all know in our heart, that's true. And it hurts. And it saddens us. Oh, I know, our citizenship is eternal. It's in heaven if we are believers in Jesus Christ. But the here and now is taking place in in real time. And God has placed us here at this point in history. He's placed us here now for his purposes and for his kingdom. And it's important that we understand our times. And it's important that we understand what's going on around us through the lens of God's word, God's truth, not political voices, most of which are misleading, and that's putting it kindly. But that's where we are, and that's why we do this program, and that's why I thank you so much for allowing us to do this. I feel very strongly about it. I feel God has really spoken to my heart about this at this point in my life, and all of you who support us make it possible. We could not do this. We would not be here without you. So thank you so much. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. To all of you who support us, thank you so much. To those of you who really believe in what we're doing, but you haven't supported us, please give us some prayerful thought. And if you feel that God would have you to help us, thank you in advance. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. CBS News is reporting that Attorney General Merrick Garland has assigned the U.S. Attorney in Chicago to review those documents that are marked classified that were found at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington. I mentioned this yesterday, that those letters had been found. They were found back in November, but the public was only told about it yesterday. The attorney that Garland has assigned is a Trump-appointed U.S. attorney. That surprised some. Why would he do that? Why would he appoint a Trump appointee to investigate classified documents dating to Joe Biden's vice presidency? I want to talk to you a little bit about that. Garland tapped this John Law. She's a U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Illinois. As I said, he's a Trump appointee. CBS News is ran with that story last night, and again this morning they're talking about it. He was uh, appointed by President Donald Trump in November of 2017. He will investigate the documents discovered in Biden's private office at the Penn uh, Biden Center, some of which bear classified markings and reportedly come from Biden's office when he was vice president. In the hours since I wrote an article on this, which is just a few, I published it late last night, the roughly 10 documents are from President Biden's vice presidential office at the center, and CBS has learned the FBI is involved also in this U.S. attorney's inquiry. So I want to talk to you a little bit today about why they would why they would pick, uh, it seems that 
this judge would not play to their agenda. So why would they pick a Trump appointee? Well, <laughs> first of all, the discovery was known for quite some time since November 2nd, just days before the midterm elections this last fall. They allowed it to become public just this week. Why the delay? Well, as they say, timing is everything. And many Republicans and conservatives are asking why Biden has been treated so differently than Trump regarding the same issue of classified documents. And I think that's a good question. What about former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, who kept more than 30,000 official emails and at least 110 pieces of classified information, documents on a server hidden in the closet of her personal residence? And the consequences? There were none. Just some talk that wasn't too, you know, uh, helpful to her aspiring career. But other than that, there were no consequences. There were a similar referral surrounding documents in former President Trump's possession. Then a short time later, Mar-a-Lago was raided. Remember the pictures? There were police cars all over the place out there at the gate of that estate where he lives. They were they had you know machine guns and and pistols drawn and lights flashing and I mean you would think they had conquered Al Capone or something. Mar-a-Lago was raided. They were searched by armed agents at the request of none other than Attorney General Merrick Garland. So what's he up to? I know it isn't just a matter of justice with him. He's proven that. Will Biden's personal home also be raided, or will he be given the Hillary Clinton treatment, which amounted, as I said, to no consequences for clearly breaking trust with the American citizens? She did. She surely did. She likely broke the law, certainly created a degree of national security risk. Shouldn't there have been some kind of punishment there? No. There are people that really are above the law, depending on who is in control of the government. We'll see what actions, if any, are taken by the Justice Department, but I can almost tell you their intent is not to in any way punish or even inhibit Joe Biden's march to another term, and he's getting ready to announce he's going to run for president. The Daily Signal is an arm of the Heritage Foundation. They answered that question yesterday, at least in part, and I want to talk a little bit about what they said. I don't agree with all they said, and I'm a big fan of Heritage Foundation and the Daily Signal. I, I follow what they publish very closely and have had, a in the past, had a pretty close relationship with some of the executives at the uh, Heritage Foundation. I think some of them have retired now that I know personally. But nonetheless, I like what they do, and, and I follow what they do uh, with great interest. But I don't know about some of the things that they're speculating on about why he would do this. I, I, I mean, I agree with m most of what they're saying, but some of it I don't. But the point is that people are talking about this, and they're wanting to know why would he do that. And so, uh, you know, we'll talk about that in a moment. But this morning, uh, we discover that the press has been asking Joe Biden about this over the last 24, 36 hours. He's in Mexico City, as you know, and uh, they were asking about that, or he was last night. They were, they've were they been asking about that. 
And he finally answered the question about mishandling these classified information during a joint press conference last night with uh, the Mexican president and the Canadian prime minister, Trudeau, in Mexican City or Mexico City last night. Previously, he'd, they'd been asking him, but he ignored the number of inquiries from the, from the White House, the press. And so Town Hall uh, tweeted this this morning. They said, reading uh, directly from a script, Joe Biden answers a question about uh, taking and keeping classified and top secret documents from his time as vice president. People know I take classified documents, classified information seriously, he said. But despite Biden's claims, he takes the handling of classified information seriously. The facts of the situation show otherwise. Many questions remain about why sensitive documents were housed in an unsecured think tank office. George Washington University professor Jonathan Turley is a true conservative. I don't think he's a Christian. I mean, I don't know that, but I don't know that he is. And I I assume he's not necessarily a biblical biblical Christian, but he is a conservative, and he's calling out the hypocrisy. He's a professor at George Washington University. He's calling out the hypocrisy of the situation, and he's he's explaining why Biden may have had the documents, and he was all over Twitter uh, last night and this morning, and uh, he says Biden not only would accept a million dollars to discuss diplomacy at Penn, and he did. He came in and gave a 30-minute speech. Now, think about the content of what Joe Biden would say in a 30-minute a conversation or a 30-minute speech, and he was paid a million dollars for that speech. So Turley obviously knows that. He said uh, Biden would not only accept a million dollars to discuss diplomacy at Penn, but he wrote a book that detailed his work in countries like Ukraine, one of the reported subjects of these highly classified, classified documents. So we're now learning that some of these documents that were laying at the center, the Biden Center, that are classified to protect the United States of America, were about Ukraine. Interesting. Turley continued. He said, Biden said, I don't know what's in the documents. He's quoting Biden here. He said, I don't know what's in the documents. My lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. Turley says, the professor, it was a bit jumbled. He said, presumably, he is saying that his lawyers suggested that he not ask what the documents were. The question, he continues, Turley continues, the question is why? If the president was committed to addressing any national security risk, he would want to know and then want to offer any recollection on on how or when they might have been used. But further reporting shows that the classified documents included this information about Ukraine during the same time that Hunter Biden sat on the board of Burisma, that notoriously corrupt Ukrainian company, and it paid him somewhere between eighty and eighty-three thousand dollars a month to sit on this board, about which he knew nothing about gas and energy and so on. CNN even got on board last night and this morning, and last night they said CNN said on their on their social media among the classified documents from Joe Biden's time as vice president discovered in a private office last fall are U.S. intelligent memos and briefing materials that covered topics including Ukraine, Iran, and the United Kingdom. So it's as it's beginning to develop, these are not just benign documents. 
And the news was telling us just yesterday that, oh, there were only about 10 letters and it's no big deal. The president didn't even, he was surprised. Every news source was saying yesterday that the president of the United States was surprised when they told him that they had found these classified documents at his center that has been established by University of Pennsylvania, by Penn. And he was surprised. He said, wow, he had no idea. I mean, how did they get there and, and all of that? Well, that isn't exactly what's emerging as truth. So we're now at a point where people are, even CNN is starting to ask questions. And um, they're reporting that some of the classified documents, again, possessed uh, that uh, had to do with Ukraine, and uh, they, they note that the country where his son Hunter was making millions of dollars in ill-begotten gains. Probably just a coincidence, <laughs> one uh, conservative wrote in his post, Clay Davis, uh, Travis, Clay, Clay Travis. He's got this uh, kind of a sports program thing. He's, he's widely known. I mean, people follow him. He said, this is all probably just a coincidence. Nothing to see here. And that's kind of the attitude that's that's developing here because there is something to see, obviously. And unlike President Trump, who had the power to declassify documents, then Vice President Biden had no such power, and that is becoming an issue. He was not President of the United States, and he had these documents, and he had them at this center. Interestingly enough, this center was funded in great part by contributions to Penn University from China. And people aren't talking about that. They're not seeing that. But that's $54 million came from China to Penn at the same time they announced that they were going to build and create this center, this Penn Center, Biden Center for Diplomacy. So you look at this stuff and you have to ask yourself, Boy, I mean, how, you know, where, where does all this lead? Well, I don't know where it leads, but I do know that we need to be informed. And we've got to know and understand what's happening in our culture today. When NBC TV News reported on this issue a couple of nights ago, the in- entire story was dedicated to launching the idea that classified documents in Trump's possession are different than classified documents in Biden's possession. The narrative is and was uh, and will be that Trump was hiding his documents and Biden's possession was accidental and he didn't even know about it. From In the last 36 hours, we have moved from that revelation, supposedly, from the press. This I was quoting NBC, but others were saying this as well. We've moved from that to now Biden is saying, well, the, my lawyers told me not to ask what's in it and so on. I mean, it's becoming a real concern now. And even some of the, like CNN, is, are beginning to ask questions. U.S. Attorney for Delaware, David Weiss, has been leading an investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop information and foreign business deals conducted both while and after his father was vice president. We've heard about some of that. But there are two charges that we will probably bring against Hunter, neither of which are related to his father. And so they are playing this, and I'm out of time, but they are playing this whole issue as though they're trying to get to the bottom of it, when in fact they're going to charge Hunter probably with a couple of, of, 
of tax evasion and one other uh, issue. And those are charges that are fully unrelated to his father. Well, there's more to say about this. We'll talk about it more as we move forward. But thank you for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.